And with me are co-hosts Brian Manning and Luther Manhole. This is Across the Puniverse, a podcast dedicated to examining the filmography of Maverick auteur Albert Pune. How's it going, fellas? What's up? Good. Yeah, good. What's up? <laughs> What's going on? Now, before we get started, I want to remind everyone that we have an email address, acrossthepuniverse at gmail.com. Now, you can submit all your cyborg challenge submissions here. We'll tell you, we'll tell our guests about what the cyborg challenge is here in a second. Uh, and whatever comments and questions you've got. Uh, today, we've, we're going to be talking about the 1991 film Kickboxer 2, colon, The Road Back. And our guest is none other than, this is exciting, this is exciting, folks. We have Tim Makuga from Have a Nice Life and Consumer. Welcome, Tim. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, how's you going? We are truly honored to have you here yeah. and talk about a movie that is extremely dear to my heart, as I maybe hinted to you before <laughs> we started recording. It. But uh, oh wait, let's tell let's tell Tim and the folks at home what the Cyborg Challenge is. Oh, yeah. Wanna, oh yeah, uh, the movie <laughs> Cyborg by Albert Pune. The challenge is to turn the sound all the way down and score it as if it were a silent film, and submit the completed track to us. We'll yeah, it, it is a feature-length uh, soundtrack, so we're basically asking people to submit uh, about 90 minutes of music to us. <laughs> to be fair, but, the movie is about 78 minutes long. So it's yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's it true. is, it yeah, is yeah. barely a feature-length movie in the first place. So. <laughs> uh, but uh, what we like to do around here is talk about something maybe we've seen recently. Tim, have you seen a movie recently, like in theaters or whatever? Um... In theaters, no, but I guess, I don't know, my recent thing, and uh, um, for anyone that's been following my Instagram, uh, Massive Subsidies, uh, I've been posting a lot of stuff about, uh, I've been down the rabbit hole on Elvis exploitation, like Elvis death exploitation stuff from the late 70s, and I don't know. and kind of onward, uh, I don't know what it means just yet, <laughs> but I've definitely, I've definitely watched many times or more than um, proud to admit this uh, this footage from one of his last shows in uh, Omaha, like you know, nineteen seventy seven. Can't remember the words being carried across stage. Um, you know, it's a morbid fascination thing. It's, uh, um, I don't know. I, I sort of feel that, you know, pre-internet almost that, that, that category of the guy died and now this fat shitty performances are going to be, I think CBS put a, or, a um, RCA rather put out a live album of that like last sad show that he wow. did. And, you know, everyone that knew him wrote like, I've been having all these shitty paperbacks arriving in the mail. It's just been a thing. I'll, I'm, I'm going to have to report some pictures on your Instagram earlier, or like a, on a story. 
What do you think about Baz Luhrmann's Elvis? Tim? Did you did see you? it? I did. Um, you know, as a, <laughs> I don't know, as a compl- like I felt, you know, I feel the Colonel's story needs to be told. It was real fucking weird that it was yeah. Tom Hanks and <laughs> yeah. he was the yes. narrator and yeah. I don't know, but at least you know that part of it's kind of out there to. Those I don't know. I, you know, Elvis is irrelevant. I can't talk to my kids in school about this stuff. It's like so beyond <laughs> irrelevant to them. I I can't imagine any of them like went to. When I think of Baz Luhrmann, maybe it's the Romeo and Juliet thing. I think it's like, oh, this is for kids, or this is like, yeah, not fast anymore. Cut for teens I that <laughs> I, yeah, I saw it and I was like, who is this for? I mean, other than really, it, it can't be for really aging Elvis fans. Like that, maybe they went to see it, but. I think it was um, for Baz Luhrmann well, is who it was for. I think Agent yeah. Elvis fans did really like it. I've definitely they, met okay. some, some older people that are like, what? You didn't like the Elvis movie? It's like, no. I, mean, I liked the, <laughs> the first 30 to 45 minutes Me too. of it yeah. a lot. Yeah. When it's like going hard and it's full like they Baz mode. Th- they, yeah. They're like, this is the Memphis Mafia. And then they never talk about them ever again. It's like, yeah. wait a minute. I mean, you know, it's, those guys. It's mini series shit to be sure, yeah. rather than like a two and a half hour. Uh, they just I, like stick to the Christmas special for like straight up. It feels like an entire hour of the movie, which is. is like crazy and, to stay on for that long. And I at least respected it stayed on it long enough to get it <laughs> to get the detail. Like I, yeah, I, I, I guess yeah. full stop. I have a DVD of the Christmas special or whatever. Yeah, and, okay. yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Um, yeah. And it, I don't know. So there was something there for me to say like, yeah, they really like all, you know, the extras dancers from that, like they retrained them to choreograph the, the exact yeah. shit that was going on there. So I don't know. There was stuff to appreciate, but it was, um, you know, I, I don't need to see it again before I die. I need to watch a sad 1977, you know, like we shouldn't be watching this performance. It's kind of like how I feel about the Brian is back Beach Boys stuff from the 70s. It's like we shouldn't be listening to the like, yeah, this shouldn't have been put out. We're we're hearing something that should this have been unholy. left behind closed doors. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, anyways, it's been um, and uh, this this telethon, this old footage telethon for the uh, the Elvis files, like when the Elvis is alive conspiracy theory stuff came back, like in the early nineties. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, again, I'll have to report out at some future date on what it all means or what I'm learning from it, <laughs> at least. But oh, I love it. Uh, we could yeah. just go on and on and on. It was not I'm the just, answer I was like, expecting. No, this is definitely very much in my wheelhouse to talk uh, okay. about. But, but uh, no, I mean, as far as the movie Elvis goes, I mean, you know. I, I I could still I guess recommend it to people. No, it's, it's, it's super long. I'd too, recommend though. the Kurt Russell John Carpenter miniseries. Yes. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's right. Yes, yeah. <laughs> which got pretty panned at the time, right? Psh, I've I got think. the Blu-ray of it, and I watched it right before we went and saw Elvis. Yeah, and I I think it's a better movie personally, but yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I mean that cuts uh, out a lot of stuff too. I mean, well, absolutely, it's, like it's, drugs or you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for us, I can kill two birds with one stone and say that uh, Ray and I went on a cabin trip this past weekend, and so we most of the movies that I watched were with Ray, 
Nice. Uh, the, the two new ones that I watched that I had never seen before, because we also watched a lot of Friday the 13th movies because we were out on Friday the 13th. It was uh, to date this. <laughs> uh, so we watched some of those. But, you know, so we watched a lot of Friday the 13th movies, but we'll, we'll you know, we don't need to talk about that too much. But we watched... Uh, uh, Prometheus, the fallen I was angel. If you're gonna bring, yeah, it that would probably be the one that worth talking about. Which is, <laughs> it's by the the same guy uh, who did um, the Burning Moon, Olaf, Olaf Ittenbach. Ittenbach. Yeah, yeah, it's German splatter film, and like Prometheus is like his his epic. Which I mean, it feel it's only it's only 106 minutes, but it it felt three hours long to me. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's pretty punishing. It does have amazing low-budget gore. We were supposed to watch the English dub original videotape version. And, really? And we would have all loved it, apparently. Was it was the version you watched in German? It was, and it had all this new it's animation subtitles. that they did with, like, Flash. Oh, my God. It the was animation. Really it looked like <laughs> Newgrounds, like, 2005. Like, it was the worst, like, Flash animation intros and yeah, stuff. It, wow. it, it was so... You ruined this movie by adding all, all this <laughs> okay. stuff. I mean, I honestly would be down to... Because there's stuff in there that I liked. Our, our our drummer in our band, Captain Ron, he did say, I think it made him like movies less or something <laughs> while we were watching it. Mood, it seemed like. Yeah, he was not, <laughs> he not having have a good, good time. time. He was not having a good time. With I, I was actively getting uncomfortable by how he was reacting. Y- to <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it, I, and, uh, I did think there was some stuff it. there. It my, it's my movie and everything. Yeah, but yeah. Lucas is just like, he was excited. I bought it for me and Lucas to watch, really. I, as soon as you so. said it was the another Olaf movie, I mean, I was just like, man, how insane is this going to be? Because if no one out there has seen uh, The Burning Moon, that's a movie that I would actually strongly recommend. I think it's awesome. Me too. I think it's a lot better than Prometheus, uh, uh, but it is very like hardcore gore, very low budget. But like you know, there's a like scene teeth getting drilled and stuff. Yeah, it's it's like crazy. There's a scene where they go to hell, which is you know spoiler, but it's like the craziest hell scene you'll see anywhere. I've just yeah. never seen anything like it anywhere else. It's I like absolutely it's fucking agree. Awful. We were hooting and hollering while watching. We watched it in a large group with like eight of us a few years ago, Ray and I, and it was it was awesome. So, yep, it was terrific. It, it, it is. I've watched it since then, and it's good. We showed so, it yeah. at a movie thing we do one time. Me and oh Luke. yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> we showed it like in I public haven't seen either of those at a movies, bar. <laughs> uh, but maybe but, yeah. watch Prometheus. Uh, my interest. I maybe I want to see this other cut. I would rewatch that. Yeah. Maybe if it's if is it like shorter too? I oh, bet. I think I think so. Hmm. What about a Skinner Marink? Anyone see this? I haven't seen it. No, mm-hmm. I know you saw it. Yeah, Damn let's, hear, let's, hear the, let's get some. Uh, it's a little too. Just do a vague because I'm still gonna go see it. And, <laughs> I know, I know it's, and, it, and it's too low budget for me to be too like brute. Like I can totally just talk forever about how Avatar Two sucks because like who cares? It like, cost a billion yeah. dollars. Or whatever. I mean, you're, you're, so you're punching up like you're never, you just know where hire to go. Skinner Marine like, doesn't. Of, I wouldn't. I don't. Wouldn't really exactly feel like I'm punching up necessarily if I yeah, if I yeah. ragged on it too much. But needless to say, it wasn't for me. I think if I was like 23 and I only knew the internet, then VHS camcorder would be like scary to me or something. Like it's just like it's just yeah. like it's truly footage of ceilings. And it's like super degraded, 
and like yeah. the sound is all like like through the whole it's like hardcore asmr and then you see like the demon's face at like the very end of the movie and it's like there's like this voice is like come upstairs and like <laughs> like i still am interested in seeing it i it, think kirsten liked on it on paper it partner, sounds amazing but... and here again kirsten is substantially younger than me not too much younger but young enough perhaps to get yeah. scared by skin and marine still in her 30s but yeah uh i don't know yes i didn't I, mean I, to make I, you I, sound I, like a creep or anything <laughs> <laughs> i'm She's very young <laughs> um but no i i still i do still want to see it i for me like i love horror movies but the type of thing that will like get me is like super jump scary stuff like paranormal activity and stuff i, yes. I never really have had a good time with personally even though i know people yeah. like like those and stuff I do like, like that movie th- that specific type of horror is probably my least favorite type of horror i don't like the like waiting and quiet 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 until the shocking thing happens and yeah. like shocks me i don't want to be shocked i want to be like horrified you know what i mean yeah. like so I think uh, in I'm not much of a found footage guy in general. So oh, like all yeah. those movies have like an uphill battle for me. I love Blair Witch. The fir- the original Blair Witch is a fucking awesome movie. It's super super scary. And Skinnerick is not a found footage movie. Oh okay. yeah, I thought it was for some reason. It's like it's just like style. Yeah, it's gotcha. like a Guy Madden kind of. I mean, I don't mean to give it too much credit, but it's like you know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, it did. I think I liked it more than anyone I went with at the same time, and yet I would still give it a pretty low rating. You know? Yeah. But Interesting way. Anyway. But I've heard a lot of people are thinking scary as fuck. So hey. Yeah. You know, fair I mean, enough. More power I'm, I'm to you. I it at some point. Did you watch anything, Brian? I watched. I got. I guess I watched this last week, but I watched the menu, which I thought was oh, pretty cool. good. I. Yeah. It's just like it's kind of ridiculous silly extremely uh, i it was also very entertaining uh and i just yeah, yeah overall enjoyed that one i also watched i've been watching uh paul t goldman have any of you guys watched that no oh, this, the jason walliner show yeah it's it's pretty good uh i have i'm like four episodes in i think there are six they were on um, best show talking about that okay oh, cool. yeah i mean i'm He's worked with like Nathan for you, which I'm like a big fan of, and like a bunch of yeah. other stuff that's pretty good. Um, and this show, like, hits that kind of Nathan for you, uh, like, uh, I don't know what to call it, but it, it kind of it, it's funny on multiple levels, and there's like layers to it, uh, and you can appreciate different like sides of it or whatever different facets. What is this on show? It's on Peacock. Oh, cool! Uh, I have Peacock. It What's it called one more time? I'll just uh, Paul T. <laughs> Goldman. Alti Goldman. Okay. Yeah. Well, sounds interesting. That does yeah, sound it's good. cool. Uh, it's about like a guy who uh, feels confident that his this lady he married uh, it was running like a prostitution ring, uh, and there's like evidence for and evidence against it, and it's kind of like him trying to tell his story, but like you kind of see some holes in it, but also there's a lot of shit there. It's fucking weird and. Got a lot going on, and and I recommend it. Yeah. yeah. And speaking of fucking weird and got a lot going on, Kickboxer 2, colon, <laughs> The Road Back. The Road, the road Back. Pins, 1991 yeah. film. Fellas, what'd you think about this? Just general thoughts right up top. I must say, I love... I have, I have a 
right off the top thing that I wanted to point out, which is that this came out in 1991, which is also the same year as Dollman and the year that they made Arcade. And I think there was another movie of his that came out in 91. Yeah, he, as was well. just, he was just, just, he was just working, working in this year. Yeah, made yeah. three movies in one year. Yeah. Mm. Crazy. He also has that kid that's in all three of those movies. Is in this one, or all three of these <laughs> movies, Umberto. Oh, the, the street urchin? <laughs> yes, the like, little foul-mouth street, street urchin. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking, that was like the best character. <laughs> yeah. Died. Yeah, yeah he, it dies. So yeah. awesome they that kill dies. that kid. Yeah. And didn't yeah, look he, back. Or right no, now. like he, he referenced it a couple of other times, right? My fault the kid died, <laughs> yeah. but like it's... I mean, yeah, there's... Uh, throw all the spoilers out there, too. It's like Brian, too. It's... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> People die, and there's yeah. uh, maybe it's just very forward-looking and uh, optimistic in that regard. Uh, well, you know, Tim, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna roll out the the, the secret history of across the universe for you and the listeners at home. Now, Ooh. this is the reason why we're doing this podcast. When I was a little boy, this is the very first movie that my mother allowed me to watch knowing it was rated R. I'd seen a couple rated R movies without my mom's permission. But with my mom's full permission, I watched this movie. Now, immediately after I went and watched this, I went and saw A League of Their Own in theaters. So whenever that was... <laughs> I have a thing stand. about A League of Their Own. I definitely um, saw A League of Their Own in theaters do you? as well. well no. Hold on, I want to hear your League of Their yeah, Own. Yeah, let's hear it. Go ahead. No, it's still... Um, uh, one of those, like, you know, imprint memories when Tom Hanks has to tell Betty Spaghetti her husband died. I don't know. That fucked me up. <laughs> yeah. The movie is, like, serious, you know? I mean... Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't know. I was... It was just... You know, I think it was well carried, but... It, you know, but, you know, mundane at the same... You know, how many people are told uh, your, your husband's dead during World War II? But I don't know. For whatever reason, at age eight or... Whenever that came out, I had a death meditation moment. Like Tom Hanks could step in the door and give me a telegram. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's Tell kind me my of husband's like, dead. That movie's sort of a dry run for Tom Hanks will win an Academy Award. It's like Philadelphia's next, and then it's Forrest Gump. Philadelphia's probably the same year, actually. Tom okay. Hanks was yeah. just on a roll then. He's yeah, super good sure. in that movie for a tiny role too. Yeah. Anyway, so. Um, but anyway, so on my old podcast, we, we did this and I had old Luther manhole on here and we all had a yeah. great time talking about this. We did and talk then about on the this old Flinzer discord, which everyone listening to this should get on the Flinzer yeah. discord. You can figure out how to do it. You're young. I'm assuming, um, <laughs> we got to talking about kickboxer cyborg nemesis and just like, man, this director hits and Brian, Luther Manhole and I were all getting along. We're like, let's yeah. do a podcast. So we talked about it for months and months. And we were like, <laughs> you know, here we are. Here and here we are. You know? Yeah, this like, is like Kickboxer this 2 is why we're doing behind yeah. the curtain. This is like the second to last episode we're gonna be recording, <laughs> at least with a guest. I think we should possibly do a roundup with just the three. Yeah, we were us. talking about doing like a little Q and A thing, but yeah, a roundup would be a good idea. Yeah. Not to brainstorm live on the air here, but uh, <laughs> right, yeah. Um <laughs> So anyway, now we're here with Tim McCuga from Have a Nice Life, and man, it's life is pure, crazy it, sometimes. It's, you know, it's a pure pune movie. Like it really is. Like <laughs> it's it is not my personal favorite, and it is not one of my all time favorite movies like yours because it's. Uh, I did not see it when I was a, a kid, and 
I saw it for the first time, you know, when you had me on your old podcast and I did like it a lot, but this one just, it has a lot of his stuff turned up to 11, uh, truly the colors for sure. The colors, colors are color awesome. work here is like peak, peak pune. Like, yeah. The coldest colors. LA has ever looked. It yeah, looks right. ice. Well, it's yeah. so blue. So blue. Yeah. So many blue. <laughs> Brian's I, I, gym. I forgot that it's supposed to be LA. Brian's gym, yeah, the gym is the coldest, is insane. most sinister. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't It's like more sinister than uh, fucking Ivan Drago's. Like there are a lot yeah, of Rocky no, Four parallels really is. It's uh, in this, it's, but yeah, like it's the, so cold. It make, I mean, there's the dark gym that Ivan Drago runs around in that montage, but like, yeah, Brian's working out in a fucking dungeon yeah <laughs> i don't you can know. never tell whether it's day or night in there and like even when the kid and kid burns to death and like uh he's stuck he's trapped in the fire or whatever um you can't like it was just like was this still during the day i mean i'm sure it was at <laughs> night or whatever but it could have just been at any hour of the day because the way the gym looked inside it's mm. like always being in a basement or something yeah, I, I will just say the other thing I want to point out that is ratcheted up in this one is just the the kid logic. I mean, truly, along with like Alien from L.A. But this, this one makes the most sense of, of the, all of his movies, don't you think? I mean, it, it, it does have a clear plot, like what's happening. I mean, I guess they do. It is kind of like they do just like <laughs> I'm not saying it's like to pull the rug out from under you or plausible, with, the, but... with, the, with the villain. They do just do a villain swap. Like halfway yeah. through the movie, fucking yeah, rules. They, yeah, yeah. No, but you gotta have Boyle, you have Boyle there to to like Boyle's. He's like got that scene where he takes the money and he's he's all sad and he smiles and then he gets sad again. I don't know. Was yeah. he the that ringer? Was a good scene? Yeah, uh, Peter was, Boyle turns in a good performance in this. I was yeah, thinking. it's. Uh, I kind of wonder. Uh, I don't know. It was it's weird that he's in this. In general, I would say he seems a yeah. little too yeah. famous for this movie. Was, was the casting call like, "Yeah, we got Peter Boyle," or did Peter Boyle walk <laughs> in the door and say, well, "Yeah, I'll, I'll try it"? <laughs> I think uh, Kickboxer One was just like kind of a, a surprise indie hit, you know. Yeah, and it probably cost like no money to make. And then they were like, "I mean, Pune's the perfect guy to like to do this yeah, for yeah, like for them to be like, okay, we want to make Kickboxer Two. We don't have Jean Claude Van Damme." Can you figure out a way? <laughs> I mean, I know David S. Goyer wrote this, but this has yeah. Pian's fingerprints all over it. Oh, yeah, you know? for sure. I mean, I mean, David S. Goyer wrote uh, Arcade as well. So they yeah. were work, work together on a couple of Clearly working together yeah. and like... Yeah. This movie in, in the Puniverse or where it sits with, like, with his other movies is definitely... This movie is tighter and better plotted than pretty much any of the other movies that we've watched. Mm -hmm. uh, there aren't really any scenes that are just like kind of throwaway it scenes. It feels ruthlessly efficient with plot. Like yeah. I've seen before, <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah. kid yeah. died or Brian died, you know, <laughs> yeah, let's get, let's go. On. Let's get, come on. Yeah. It's like the movie that Barton Fink is writing, right? Where it's just like, <laughs> give me a wrestling picture, you know, yeah. like, this is straight up that movie. And I, sure. I love it. But it all works. Like I mean, like in a lot of his other movies, the middle section drags. I would say that's not the case with this one. Um, and no, because yeah, once it the gets performances like, are pretty solid across the board. Um, there's some not so great ones peppered in there, but like, if anything, it's the beginning of this movie that drags. I think. I think yeah. that is actually on this rewatch because this is only my second time seeing it. That would be 
probably my biggest critique is just that I feel like, even though it is like the most like kid logic part of the whole thing, it really just feels like a Disney movie for the first like 45 minutes of this movie. It's, Basically until yeah. the, the first fight happens in the, fi- in the well, fire. He's kind of like a Fagin type character, you know? Yeah. Like, he's yeah. like a good, he's not Fagin, but he's sort of like a, a weird childless adult that the the children in need gravitate towards and he gives them a purpose kind well, of what i what i do need to talk about or unpack it's almost like painfully professional to be here but uh is the theme of teaching and being taught that actually the yeah. most of what i have to say mm-hmm. is about the disney the way david is portrayed as a teacher you know it begins with teaching and ends with it he's yeah. teaching a yeah. and how to drive brian and austin green yes yeah. in a king diamond shirt <laughs> yes yes fucking amazing. Like let's rock to, to yeah. show us he's it a bad rock. kid <laughs> I, I love all the like bully like tough kids in this that are like yeah. mouthing off at him and stuff oh, yeah. yeah the one at the end is good too it's yeah the one at the beginning is great rocky but, five yeah. but yeah well, go go on tim yeah so uh, <laughs> So what we call it in teaching are best practices that like what day it's 1991, right? And I have no reason to believe that Pune or again, uh, who, who wrote the script, uh, David S. Goyer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. David S. Goyer. Thank you. Like they had any, that they were coming into this with any like, uh, insight or philosophy and education or teaching as far as I could tell. But, uh, you know, David modulates his instruction, Based on level, uh, the lesson he has to teach the, uh, you know, machismo, you know, uh, uh, you know, kid in the King Diamond shirt who doesn't think he's a champion. And, uh, you know, the way he's going to talk to him and challenge his pride is different from the like three different steps he has to go through to reach the street urchin kid. Right. At first, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, he tries picking him up and tries the, you know, you're going to mop the floors and you're going to smile, but the kid really needs to just go kick the bag. Right. Yeah. And then be discreetly told he has a cot. And like, it's David read that kid as homeless and needy and kind of needing those steps to buy into the program. And then, yeah. uh, you know, whatever, like humiliating Brian in front of all of the adoring kids, but, uh, you know, uh, demonstrating instruction visually to those kids, uh, that are sitting and watching. And of course, you know, he does some of the waxing poetic as the martial artist lecturer, but I don't know, it's all, you know, everything he does actually like professionally in the world of teaching, like you're a bad teacher if you're not <laughs> try. I mean, not like picking up a kid by a towel and saying you better mop the floor and smile. Like I'd get fired if I did that. But <laughs> yeah. like he's he's actually and he's really young, though. Right. Uh, who called him a, a, a childless adult or a, ch- a child adult or I don't know, yeah. like, is he t- 22 or 23? And he kind of yes. ca- carries it like a, a teaching savant, um, like, for some of us to read kid needs that quickly and just lay it out. It I don't know, it was just uncanny to me that, uh, I don't know, that much of what the job entails, at least today in the 21st century, I mean, when you or I went to high school, it was... I don't know. There were no rules or a teacher could just kind of do whatever and call you bad. And, and that was that, but like what he's doing is actually multi-dimensional, multi-faceted, like meeting all students needs in that gym. 
com- compared to so the you know the fake Mr. Miyagi uh, yeah, right. you know, yeah. Zion, who Dennis Chan or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Who he keeps calling old man, and he's forty-one when they made this. How do y'all feel about that? <laughs> They're making him do a voice too, right? In this, as no, well. no. Yeah. Are they Pat, Pat Morita was doing a voice. Uh, Dennis Chan is a Hong Kong-born actor. Okay. Oh hi! Didn't see you there. It's me, Raygun Bush, here with a little ad break for you. Now I want to talk about the Flinzer. The record label that my band is on. The Flinzer is an incredible record label, home to many awesome artists like Brian's band, Bostonage, or how about Have a Nice Life, Planning for Burial, Amulets, Elizabeth Colorwheel, and so many more. You can get 10% off on albums and merch from these bands at nowflinzing.com when you enter promo code NEMESIS at checkout. You heard that right. Promo code Nemesis will get you 10% off at the online Flinzer store. Now, offer does not apply to pre-orders or memberships. And to the future listeners, it will expire in 2024. So hop on it today and grab some cool stuff at a great price from nowflinzing.com. Now, back to the Puniverse. I was going to say, maybe we should use this opportunity to talk about uh, the, the villain of the movie, or one of the villains. Uh, was it like Tong Po? Is that what his name was? Uh, Tong the, Po is, yeah, the, the main, big guy like, that makes monster noises. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't get many lines, but I, yeah, Kiri uh, Hiroyuki Tagawa is also a, back again. Uh, you know, we and, saw him in some invaluable. previous movies. Also, oh, again, so Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat, famously. But yeah, he's great. Like he's years, the true like before. mastermind villain in this movie. And uh, Tong Po is the inspiration for Goro. Like yeah. that makes that's sense. Canon. But that's canon. I wanted to point out that he's like basically wearing yellow face. He's like wearing well, prost. He's not Asian, and he's it's wearing almost yeah. It's like he's Asian. yeah. He he's a Moroccan actor. It's Michelle yeah. Kesey, Moroccan I, Belgian or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he's born in Morocco, but he moved to Belgium. Gotcha. Yeah. And he came to America with JCVD, and he's right. in Bloodsport, Lionheart, and this movie. And then, uh, or he's in Kickboxer. He's in the original Kickboxer and this. Yeah. It's crazy. That's it's like insane. <laughs> it's like on the level of um, short circuit or something like that, where it's like, <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. Kidding yeah. Me? yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's so that's like built into the DNA of it in 1991. We're supposed to accept that Dennis Chan's character is a good teacher because he's exotic, and I mean, right. he's not yeah, full he's Mr. Miyagi. He like, yeah. he, he's goofy. He's eating the tacos with the chopsticks or whatever. But you know, like pushing him <laughs> off the building or snapping so the crutches. Or, oh man, when he pushes him off the building, it was just like, so what wrong. the fuck? Yeah, like, yeah. You know, it's like not a bungee cord. He's got a rope in his hand, and he's just like has to hold on to the like, end when he's like almost at the ground. Yeah, it's, it's like crazy. David is doing all of the things that are research approved about quality instruction. Uh, and yeah, um, Zion is doing none of them. But it comes, the, the thing that resonated with me though is uh, when they're having the talk after Brian dies in the diner, right? Um, you know, and David's like, what am I going to, you know, do I got to fight him or, you know, do I got to get revenge? But, um, you know, after sort of being an aloof, shitty teacher that were just, you know, basically a personal trainer, I guess he retrains yeah, David yeah. to walk. But he says, 
Um, yeah, he becomes he, a physical therapist halfway yeah, through the movie. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what he's doing. He's not teaching. But, yeah. uh, you know, what he does do at the end, I guess, before David goes back, he says, like, well, you know, truth be told, like, maybe I was actually doing this because I wanted revenge. They just explained that the niece, is it the niece got murdered off screen, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, but by okay. Tong Po, that he Did has. watch part one? Miley is a big part of part one. That's who they're talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. There, I, there yeah. I did rewatch tons like tons of callbacks to yeah, part one. Just, uh, just unceremoniously <laughs> anyway. killed off screen. But yeah, he says, yeah. you know, he hasn't, he says like, well, actually, you know, like truth be told, maybe I was just doing this for, you know, like willingly being a part of the scheme right, to yeah. get you back in the ring because I wanted revenge and David doesn't get mad at him. He kind of accepts it. And I think I don't like being able to be vulnerable or like something I do in class with my students. Often if I'm getting frustrated or if something isn't going right, is I just start narrating to myself, like what is happening? What I wish was happening, like not in a way that shames kids. Although some kids have said, like it actually made us feel real bad when you stopped and you just started unpacking why the assignment wasn't going right or something, even though you weren't blaming us. That that's I I feel it's actually good practice that a teacher isn't taking their authority for granted or isn't uh you know taking. You know, I, I don't know. I don't think the character is well sketched out enough in this that he actually shows up on David's doorstep taking David's willingness to be instructed for granted, I guess. But I think it's a very important part of the profession that some teachers just don't do. It's like, do it because I said to do it because it must be infallible or because the frameworks or the curriculum say it, I guess. But to be willing to say, like, yeah, actually, this is the reason I'm doing it and it it's not actually a good reason kids that I'm asking you to do it. So I don't know. Let's back up from that. That, that is actually like the one best thing he does as a, despite yeah, being a physical therapist for most of it, I guess, or a physical therapist that checks out the girls on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he has Um, that whole part where he talks about his wife and stuff. That shit is not in the original movie. That is just like, can we make, Yeah, he lives alone in the original movie. He's like a hermit almost. (laughs) Yeah, so I, I don't know if that was intended, that thematic stuff, but it's you know maybe because I'm too consumed and by my maybe job. Maybe David Esquire was a teacher or something at some point, or just very observant. Yeah, I got a question for you. You're clearly looking for this when you see movies. What are your favorite teacher movies, or who are your favorite teachers in movies? Oh Tim? God, I, I mean <laughs> the ones that try. I Goodwill Hunting. Uh, uh, yeah. What was it? What was the math one? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's actually it's a beautiful it, mind. Yeah, so that one. yeah. It has Death to be act- society. And, yeah, I'm yeah, normally I'm not. I'm normally not looking for it, actually. I, I know what sucks when I see it and I roll my eyes. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Um, but, yeah. you know, it it took me off guard, actually, like how many things I recognized from like, oh, like these are all things we had to have like serious department chair meetings over about, uh, yeah. you know, procedures and protocols and practice. And like in that conversation wasn't really happening in 1991 uh so i don't know that there's a very progressive enlightened you know take on instruction that this 22 year old kid has been written to do by 
you know, uh, you know, won't demean him pune by saying schlocky director or whatever, but you know, <laughs> it's, it's just weird to stumble on all of these professional insights. We like, we like uh, quirky, I think is a better word. Yeah. That, uh, you know, just most every other film, it, you know, it just, I just sort of ignore it when a teacher comes on, you know, or they're normally there to, you know, like be the thing that makes the kid miserable or like it normally catches your attention or whatever. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely have a favorite. A movie I just oh, hit me I hadn't seen in forever, but I rewatched. I've been calling it last everyone month. brother since the camping trip. I've been calling <laughs> my girlfriend brother. I've been calling everyone brother. <laughs> go on, go on though. Uh, School of Rock, man. I rewatched oh, that last okay. month, yeah. and it, yeah. it made me cry. Me too. Yeah, I hadn't I seen it. it in probably fifteen years, and it made no. When they, when they get to the end performance, and like the parents are in the crowd, and they're like, "Your son rocks," and they're like, it's "Your like, son rocks," dude. I, I was like, started I crying, like, man. I was like, I can't handle the like the acceptance. I wish my dad was here this. to see this. Right <laughs> yeah. Now. yeah, yeah. Any like. Uh, the things that get me the most are movies about obviously father son stuff and the power friendship. Uh, usually those two: power friendship and uh, father son stuff. Doing the right movie. thing yeah. even when it's hard. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, the Iron reason, Giant. Yeah. You know, School of Rock. Just uh, that that movie's great. And Bad I do, Lieutenant. This is other side of it that I like. <laughs> election as well, like Election or uh, yeah, Election is a pretty uh, good movie. Rushmore. Oh. Those are teaching adjacent movies but i wouldn't say that he's a good teacher in election. no he's not the, the <laughs> but, first uh, teacher thing i ever uh so, so speaking of like in the era of uh, a league of their own but first teacher thing i actually remember being uh i don't know online too so indiana jones in the last crusade right so he's like cool uh, yeah, yeah. archaeologist adventurer professor but you know i remember seeing that in the theater you know, with with my dad and my brothers uh, as a kid, and th- you know, there's that one scene right where he's teaching in class, and he says, "What uh, you know, archaeology is the pursuit of fact." If you and he writes fact on the board and underlines it, and then he <laughs> says, "If if you want to learn anything about truth, go to a philosophy class." And that sounded really cool to me, and like I asked my dad <laughs> to explain it later. But then, like, the bell in... There's bells in college, but, like, the bell rings, and then he's yelling the homework assignment over the bell as all the kids are going out. And I I remember reacting to that, like, what a shitty teacher. Like, no one's listening. They don't know what to do now. Like, what an absolute... I I agree with you. I had the same kind of thoughts when I saw that movie back in the day. He was flustered because everybody wanted to fuck him, though. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he climbed out the window, right? So it's... uh, you know, I, I I didn't recognize. That I mean, I think when that's I was... probably intentional in his case to show that he's kind of like like uh, flies by the seat of his pants or whatever. Yeah, he's kind of does things. Doesn't really prepare a lot, but he's like supposed to be super. Yeah, smart I, I miss like that. The, the greatest as, guy of yeah, all yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but as like a nine or ten year old, I was like. What a shitty teacher. They don't even know yeah, the directions. Sure. Like, they're all going to show up the next day. Yeah, that's the know. thought I had, too. It's like they're all going to come the next day with, with no homework having been done because they didn't know what to do. Spielberg, yeah. early Spielberg has, like, kind of a chaos in it like that. You know, here's my example of that, besides what you just mentioned, Tim, which is a perfect example. But the kid in E.T. grabs a Coke out of the fridge, shakes it up, and then opens it. In the middle of the kitchen. Like, what the fuck? That happens in the middle of that movie. That's like one of the most 
unhinged moments in cinematic history. <laughs> Sociopath. Yeah. The, the oldest son, he gets a Coke and he's like, what's up, mom? School was fun. He shakes his Coke up and opens it like out. My mom would like kill me. Yeah, kill me yeah. if I did that. Dude, I would. I, that's insanity. Anyway, I think about that a lot. Spielberg's like, he's got that chaos factor, though, because you saw the Fablemans. You know how his mom was. <laughs> What it was like at his house. Did you watch that movie? Um, Anyone? I haven't seen I haven't it. Seen I'm it not ever. really interested. It's it's yeah. hearing about what it really is. And it's like quasi autobiographical. I'm just like you know what? Don't care. <laughs> I just don't care about. I'm not a big Steven Spielberg fan in general. I mean, my favorite stuff by him is Minority Report and AI and I don't know. He definitely had a big influence on me when I was younger. I mean, obviously, I saw E.T. when I was a kid. And, you know, yeah. Goonies is a big one for me as a kid, too. That I fucking See, yeah. love that movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I hate uh, that movie. I would say that's actually one of my least favorite yeah. movies. That one's oh, full of chaos moments. Yeah. Like, oh, for sure. Of course, the Indiana It's a really Jones mean movie. movie. It's just so definitely mean. That's what I, I don't know. I always liked that as, as a kid. Uh, it was just like, yeah, it sort of seemed to reflect the meanness it, of it, I don't know the meanness that uh, of the time, yeah, yeah, of the time that or my kids. siblings could be of kids. It's yeah. uh, where it works better for me though is something like with like mean kids is like uh, Welcome to the Dollhouse, the Todd Slaughter. Oh, well, that's, that's the yeah. best. Like, I mean, I mean. <laughs> It's yeah, really yeah. fucked up, but like that's the closest I've seen to like actually how mean like kids are. Yeah. I feel like, like in middle school specifically, like just truly how terrible they are to each other. The opening scene saying. where she's looking for a seat in the lunchroom is we all we all been there. That's like the most yeah. like yeah. I mean, she's gets truly moment. punished in that movie. Like, it, but like it is. Uh, that's definitely a that's movie a masterpiece. Worth I think it's one of the best. Yeah. One of the best movies of the '90s, in my opinion. Welcome to the. But that, it is a hard watch, though. A lot of content warnings for that one. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, but uh, that's like by you know design thing? for Todd Salons. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. All of his movies. Uh, you know, it was kind of uh, prescient or something, and in, in the same way that like the teacher stuff was kind of like predicted our time a little bit uh is peter boyle like hit basically his whole company basically gets canceled and yeah like, they should, he starts like describing the fallout of it about how like all these sponsors are pulling out and like yeah yeah because we didn't even talk about that yeah. how i mean it isn't one of the most insane moments in a movie which is are we back on like, kickboxer 2 now yeah now we're back on okay. kickboxer 2 and we're Sorry, at the Tim, part where... This is something I do always. I get a super far out to sea and see. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, I was feeding the fire. Say, like, what, Brian's the guy, right? He's going to fight someone? Yeah. And they're just like, actually, no. It's Tong Po that we're going <laughs> to fight. And people are like, yeah. that's against regulations. And he's like, I don't care. I'm rich. Yeah. Which, well, yeah. for, for the people who haven't watched it, it's like, uh, Brian is... David, who is the main character, played by Sasha Mitchell. And Brian is played by Brian, Cody Brian is, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Brian's his best friend. He's like, pro, he's just like his protege and friend. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, he's like, they spar together in one of the first scenes. Um, so he takes... So Brian's like itching to like take it to the next level or whatever. And uh, David is just like, his brothers got killed uh, between the first movie and in, and like 
now uh, his brothers got killed by like doing kickboxing, so he's just kind of like in a in a box. By Tong like, Po, right? Well, no, yeah, Tong yeah, Po yeah, yeah. doesn't really explain that it's Tong Po until later. Yeah, shot the, Tong Po shot him with a gun, right? Because right? he, he lost yeah. the fight to him, so then he like. And that guy is supposed to be Jean-Claude Van Damme, that dude. Right, it is, it is, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If I read the IMDB correctly, it's like there was a whole fight before that that was actually better fight choreography than everything else. But it was cut in order to not make the final fight between David and Tong Po look bad because yeah, that, that's uh, that's funny. Like oh, that's man. all in slow motion, or th- the fight between Tong Po and Brian, and then David. It's like all slow motion. I mean, I wrote down like, are they actually just are they actually just doing it real slow? Like the slow it's motion crazy. filters are on it. Yeah, yeah. I do love it, but. Yeah, it's insane. It's a crazy choice that they do in all the fights to just slow it down. Because that's why you get some tonal whiplash, like, in a good way, where it's, like, it is so, like, kind of childlike at the beginning of the movie. And then when by the time you get to the fights, it's, like, slow-mo, blood, fucking, like, you're just, like, seeing the punch on the face and the kicks of the face. It's, like, I don't know. It, It... it seems like there's a couple different movies in here to me, but in like a good way. <laughs> I think Pian's never like been able to like consistently uh, keep like a steady tone throughout his stuff. It kind of jumps around a little bit. Like a lot of the yeah. child logic is a great example of that. So you got this like really childish stuff happening, and then all of a sudden something really violent will happen. Yeah. Or are you always the the kids with like the really dirty mouths that are just like mouthing off the entire yeah, time. Yeah, children who swear appear a ton in these movies. I also noted too. So there are like fuck is said like 3 times. But not very emphatic. So it's rated R obviously for violence, but in terms of getting the clearance for the swearing, it's oddly tame and t- until it's not, but yes, like when when uh, <laughs> Brian tries saying, I, I had written down here too. Like Brian, he's a wiener. Like I don't, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. kind of don't understand the Apollo yeah, Creed he's a kick he's on because it's not. <laughs> he's so sullen in brooding or whatever. But uh, yeah, he said like I'm fucking ready or like let me. It's like, oh god, yeah, it, it like it, takes you out of it because it feels like a Disney movie for so long. I think so it was kind of intentional in a way. Like they're like, yeah. cause, well, because back to like the plot, he's uh, they're they're like buddies, but he wants to take it to the next level, and uh, you know, Dave is trying to talk him out of it, or whatever. But uh, Peter Boyle's got, he like runs like basically like the UFC equivalent or whatever. It's kind of like before UFC was a thing. Yeah, he's so. the he's the Dana White of the series. Yeah, ex- exactly, and he shows up with that like. That other European guy, like Mattias Hughes or whatever, he's in TC two thousand. Yeah, that guy fucking rules. He's <laughs> which the shout out to TC two thousand. TC two thousand kicks ass. Great movie, Billy Blanks. Yeah, uh, but I gotta let my. But fellas, this okay. I keep trying to say this, fellas. This movie would never have happened if Rocky Five had not happened. This movie, yeah. stinks of Rocky Five, where it's like <laughs> I haven't seen Rocky running Five. Like, five or I don't know if I've ever seen that one. It's like I get four in- vibes from it. Yeah. No, but, it's but five, it's all five, five. Where he's got, he's trying to run the gym, but the gym finances yeah. are pulling yeah. through. It's a bunch of like, it the kid element of it. Then you've got the young protege who won't listen to the master, and he goes off and does his own thing. Instead yeah. of fighting uh, David at the end, he gets killed by Tong Po because this is kickboxer too. But you know, it's just it has that element to it. And I also feel, have you guys seen? The Champ, by any chance, 
with John Voight no. No. and Ricky Schroeder. It's a Franco Zeffirelli made remade this movie from like the golden age of Hollywood. And it's like it's like a melodrama where the, the champ wins but then dies from his injuries and the movie just ends with the little boy like <laughs> sobbing oh over his corpse. And it's like it's a movie that made a lasting impression on me as a kid, but like I just feel like those two movies are kind of like the key inspiration for this. And I'm not gonna I mean, of course, Rocky Four is in the mix, you know, with like the way um it shows Brian working out and everything like you mentioned before. You know, <laughs> with like the high high tech versus high tech versus getting thrown off a building with a rope, you know, which is the correct way to work out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, then there was like a very good montage where they were like doing tai chi David in the was, park. With yeah, he's like David's preparing on one end, and like I yeah. cut it in with Brian like yeah. working out super hard because he's getting ready to training in the Michael Mann gym. Rocky Four. Yeah, that he is, signed up with yeah. Peter Boyle's yeah. shit, and he's gonna go do a fight for him or whatever. Yeah, Michael like, Mann uh, lighting. Start, Thank you. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean it is just completely Michael Manified inside yeah. the. <laughs> Inside the gym, totally. It is, it's like yeah, uh, it, it, I yeah. Mean, I think he's like starts doing really steroids good. and stuff, and that's when he it starts. It does swearing. look good. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I will say we, we've only we have only lightly touched on it, but this, this the soundtrack in this rocks. I would say <laughs> all the songs. It starts. <laughs> yeah, suns will set and suns will rise. Okay, I, yeah, yeah, once again, I'm going to say like bad, the songs. Though. The songs in this kick ass. <laughs> Yeah, the actual but the score, score yeah. is very bad, or it's not, score, maybe not very bad, but it's very corny and it's it, like didn't it sound like Dollman or like it was? Reper- it is, yeah, it's, it's, it's very similar. It's another Tony Ripperetti. It just sounded like straight up from yeah. a different movie we've already watched. Yeah, yeah. There's total like after school special music when like yeah Jack <laughs> is yes. telling him that like a uh, heart can, uh, having heart wins lots of fights, and you hear like the yeah. Doogie Howser, you know. <laughs> DX7 piano <laughs> patch yeah. behind it, but the yeah, the sure. songs with the lyrics that like uh, yeah. all they all rock. To me. That's kind of all like a this. thing across his movies is the songs always kick ass, but like the most of the time the score is pretty bad. It's and like, that's like a big, big weak point. Dun, 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 yeah, it's like a dun, bad dun, show tune that like, like, yeah, yeah. should really exist. The lyrics yeah. that directly describe motives. Yes, it's just like explaining plot and themes to you. Like he's in the he's in the homeless shelter or whatever, and the lyrics are like, "I my heart is cold and covered in ice. I'm I don't know. I'm alone." (laughs) Okay, yeah, we got it. It's like talking about brothers being like dead or something in one of the songs. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, he's sad about his brothers. Yeah, I kind of I don't know. Uh, There was a great scene where like. I think he's talking to to his trainer, and he's like, "Look, you're the trainer or Gian or whatever his name is." Uh, Zian, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry if I'm butchering that, uh, but uh, he's telling him he's like, "Look, you know, your brother's kicked ass, and you're not your brother's." Like, but he, he says it way more insulting. He's just like. He just like lays it on. He's like, "You're not as good as your brothers were, but you got a lot of heart." And Hart wins a lot of fights or something like that, he says. Yeah. 
fucking great. But he just like puts him down and talks about how he's not. There's a couple as good times where were. people are just like, "You are the weakest brother." Yeah. Well, that was yeah. Tom, it that was multiple Tom times. Yeah. yeah. But no, that was yeah. that was Jack, just like his friend, promoter, like building manager, I guess. That said, like <laughs> <Yeah>. accountant. <laughs> yeah. Right. Or. <laughs> like, oh, was that who it was that was saying that? Who was line that to him? guy? Yeah, uh, I, m- I messed that up. Yeah, yeah right. but either way, right. they shit on him. Yeah, I would yeah, never yeah. miss one of your fights. And he's like there at the end. It's like okay. Yeah. <laughs> but what about Sasha Mitchell? We haven't even talked about him. He was kind the of the accent's like, crazy. He's, he's like doing. the Keanu Reeves of, was in our of the nineties. You know, like it's he, very. Keanu Reevesian in the voice that's happening. But it's yeah, like going in and out. In Stallone, of like, he does a, a low. It'll get yeah. super LA for a second, and then it'll go away, and then it'll get like kind of like approaching like slang and kind of I'm like hip sounding. And then it's not. I'm a weird guy. He's his hair is real crispy, but no, he's the code man. He lived in the van in yeah. step by step. He's yeah, the Fonzie of the Cody. '90s, guys. I mean, I don't really know like other stuff that he did. You I know he's TGIF, Brian. He was probably in Greg Araki's. We're all men of a certain ends. age. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I did, but I don't know. I don't really remember anymore. I, I, I know that he like apparently had some domestic violence issues. Yes, he did that yeah. in his career. Basically, I mean, yeah, he. Yeah. There's a hard drop off. He was in a Greg Araki movie. Is that what you just said? It's, I get. I, I thought it was a movie, but no. It's. I guess it was a TV pilot that Greg Araki did. Oh yeah. Uh, called "This Is How the World this Ends." Is yes. That had Alan Simpson in it. Never seen that. It. Is forty-five minutes. Huh. Interesting. It was one episode. There was. Didn't I get believe ordered. it said Sasha Mich- Mitchell was in that like unfinished Pune movie that was like a sequel to Cyborg. Uh, mm. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of weird sci- like sequels, there's a lot for this. And I was looking. I didn't know about this. There's a 2016 sequel called Kickboxer Vengeance wow. with John claude Van Damme in it playing an unrelated character. Did you see who directed <laughs> it? By John Stockwell. Okay. Radioactive he, he Dream did. star John Stockwell. Dude, he directed it? Wow. Whoa. So that, that, that movie, like, legit is in the P universe then. That's blowing my fucking mind right now. Hello. That John, <laughs> yeah, director of uh, Blue Crush and uh, Into the Blue. Yeah, and, Surfer Boy. Uh, Dark Tide, Surfer Movie. He's from Galveston. Didn't we determine that? But uh, Yeah. Man, John Stockwell. Wow, that really is. That's full circle. Did Pew cool. do, like, Kickboxer 4 as well? Yes. Yes, I've never seen Kickboxer Four. It's a different guy playing Tong Po. They like reuse. They do the makeup again. Oh my god! But on a different. I I was kind of like, I I was a little bit forgiving of the makeup because I was like, well, they have to work with this character because he's in the first one. I gotta say, they're kind of just trapped doing this. The makeup didn't look bad. Yeah, whatever. I want it is makeup is upsetting. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, like, but it's like Cloud Atlas. Is full yeah. of makeup like this too. I want yeah, the yeah, masters that's... from the Tong Po mouth noise overdubs, <laughs> like the monster <laughs> noises, the, the like the lip smacking. I don't know. And there's a yeah. lot of, uh, you know, the, the ropes in the ring, like uh, squeaking. It's yeah. it's very intense. Maybe filling some of that space with all, you know, that decision to go slow motion all of the time. Yeah. But like, yeah, it's like they they had to like they 
Uh, there must have been something that made them have to do so much slow motion. Like, I doubt that was just like not enough vision, coverage or it feels cool. Yeah. I love it though. It, yeah. No, it I think works it's really great. Cool. It's cool. It's awesome. Weird. Yeah. 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 Like, it, I, like you said earlier, very dreamlike. Like, yeah. it's like they're just in this like starkly lit, like red and blue room where like you see some of the crowd, but it's like very foggy around the edges, you know, probably intentionally so because they didn't fill in a whole arena. It with looks people. beautiful. Yeah. There's so many beautiful shots of blood, like. Flying yeah, and, then, yeah. and there's like flash. shots where it just like shows him like standing, like kicking him in the face or like punching yeah. him or whatever. And then the Fucking one great. insert shot of the guy in the tuxedo, like, yeah, like he's showing up to a Tyson fight in Vegas. Or I don't know, it's, <laughs> sure. yeah, that's used like three or four times, and it's <laughs> I, uh, I think this movie uh, with the fight with between Tong Po and Brian has, I think. Um, the funniest moment in any of his movies. Is it so when he far. picks up the ref? It's when he kills the ref <laughs> yeah. because he. I choose to believe that he kills the ref. Yeah, that, that guy's old. He would. Die, in my mind, yeah. the ref does yeah, not survive. Ju- but yeah, judo Gene Labelle. He, yeah, he picks up the ref. It puts him in a torture rack. <laughs> And then tosses him. He like throws him overhand, uh, over, like over yeah. his head. It's, it's crazy. The dude has a Fucking tiny little pony. Like pulled yeah. back the. It is so funny shit, looking. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I remember the first time I watched it. It, it just like killed me how how much that made me laugh. Just him killing him like that, and it did get me again this time. But both fights with Tong Po are definitely just the highlights of the movie for me. Yeah. I mean, getting the last one. It's kind of funny because he just like kills Brian. Yeah, and then. It's like, by the way, two hours yeah, we're like, fighting here. Yeah, yeah. Well, they do hours. like a bait and switch, which we didn't really address yet. Where it's like, so Peter Boyle convinces Brian to fight, or he gets something like signed up into his like whole network or whatever. And he's like, they set up this fight for him, and then uh, they get Tong Po. Yeah. Then the Have other guy, uh, the Japanese guy who's playing a Thai guy, um, Carrie. Hiroyuki F- Tagawa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Hiroyuki Tagawa. God yeah, yeah. damn, I'm That's... so not confident saying his name, and yet I love him. Kerry Hiroyuki. You said it right. No, yeah, I, I got it. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, his character—he's like a, a a financer, business partner for Peter Boyle, and like it turns out that as soon as they get brian in the ring he's like he hands the ref a card and he's like you're gonna announce this instead and he he voiced it on peter boyle that he has to go along with it so he's gonna pull his money out of his league or whatever and uh so he goes along with it and basically tong po comes out and fights instead of the guy who's originally supposed to fight and he just and the whole thing was just a spectacle to get david in the audience so he could watch his friend get killed or whatever and then go on a seek revenge on his behalf and fight Tong Po so that <laughs> that uh, the <laughs> Japanese guy, Kerry Futagawa, or whatever his name is, can get Kari his... Kerry uh, of Tagawa. <laughs> Sorry. Who is, he's a U.S. Not, Army I'm brat. I'm going off the he fly here. I'm not looking in, at IMDb. Born in so. Tokyo, but he's a yeah. U.S. Army brat. Interesting. CHT. We'll call, let's call him CHT. Yeah. So, CHT. Yeah. The thing about the bait like and that. switch, uh, it's... The, 
in the opening credits, they list the actor's name that, uh, what's his name, that plays Tong Po, and it says, like, as, like you know Tong Po's going... As to, Tong Po. Yeah, as yeah. Tong Po. <laughs> yeah. In the first two minutes, it's, like, I mean, that kind of thing could have... also reveals that Tong Po is in the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah I guess so. with the American flag and superimposed over his it's face. like, it could have been a twist, right but... I don't know. It's it's kind of like <laughs> yeah, old, you're right. Old it soap actually would have been better, probably as a yeah. twist. You know, like Dallas or <laughs> Dynasty, or you know, like they they do the opening credits and you see who's going to be, and you're like, oh, that character is going to be there. So like, the you know, yeah. you already know something about the plot. It's uh, Sasha Mitchell was in 49 episodes of Dallas. Yes. So. Oh shit. Whoa. There you go. Yeah, I mean that whole sequence is great when you fight that that fight sequence between Tong Po and Brian. Uh, well, obviously Brian gets killed in the end, but like the entire time, his mom Sasha watches Mitchell's him like die, running around, man. like "Don't fight him!" <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of diving for the, and then like and all the these like famous stuntmen take Sasha Mitchell away from the. I was like pausing it, trying to like pick out who it was. And shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm confused. I'm mixing it up with the first one. Is it which one is it? Where like the guy's like freaking out the entire time and rushing around like and like security's holding him back and stuff. That happens in both one? movies. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, in the first movie, Kurt Sloan gets paralyzed. And right, right, yeah, yeah. And his brother and John Claude Van Damme freaking Van Damme. out the entire time or something. Yeah, yeah, and this is the third brother, the the baby of right. the family that we have not met or whatever. Was yeah. he even mentioned in the first one? No. No, just no. invented for yes. soap opera logic. It's, Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> There's a secret brother. Yeah. That's a total yeah. Dallas yeah. thing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, that whole sequence is great. And him throwing the ref fucking rules. Stuff. Oh, it's I so fucking too. It's so cool. I mean, I know I said it's funny, but it also just rocks. Like, it's just so. There's just no rules. That's just like totally very fever pro wrestling pitch. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's like fever pitch it's child just wrestling. Watching there too. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And like, you know, the ref is like. Obviously, you'd be like, the ref is going to stop it, but then yeah. the child logic even completely overtakes that, and the bad guy just kills the ref, because, yeah. you know... And they do have lines where it's like, we're going to bring you up on charges, and he's like, okay, but then it's just like, the movie moves so quickly that it's like... yeah. yeah. The- he steps in. He's like, "That's when, yeah, that's when Peter Boyle gets canceled hours. for letting this happen." And then, but yeah, Tong, they're just like, "You're gonna fight Tong Po in two hours." Yes, to, just to come here. <laughs> you get to go well, to yeah, a diner two hours. and have a yeah, heart to heart. Come talk. back. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I've worked on like at staffs and like event centers and stuff. Just thinking about like you're sweeping up and then dudes just show up. To it's film an honor fighting glass, but I'm like, up, do an honor I'm, like up, I'm up there like sweeping or something. I'm like, wait, what's going on? They're dipping their hands in glass and stuff right now. <laughs> yeah, wait, what? It's a fight to the death that they're doing. And then I love it when he, uh, Carrie uh, Hiroyuki Tagawa comes in. He's like. <laughs> I have no honor. He pulls out a yeah, gun. Yeah, that, 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 gun. that scene kicks ass. And then no David Sloan just yeah. beats his ass. That rule. Why is he doing this then if he has no honor? This whole movie, he presents it as he's like trying to get his family's honor back or whatever. I think Whoa. it's because he's lost his honor. Yeah, because so Tom's been pushed okay. to the edge. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, he's he's basically, basically yeah. saying, I get to draw the gun now because yeah. it's hopeless. Um, yeah, and he... Uh, yeah, CHT gets his fucking ass beat. He gets kicked in the nuts, yeah. which is another case of 
someone getting hit in the nuts in an Albert Pune movie. Happens yeah. in a lot of them. No opening uh, monologue. No opening one. monologue. No opening this monologue time. or crucifixion in this. It one. starts just with suns will set and suns will Although rise. You could which say is great. Brian is martyred. That's know. true. Yeah. yeah. Can you yeah. imagine if there was a too. crucifixion scene in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that- well, there are. So something. Uh, I'm assuming giant fucking crosses are standard issue gear in a kickboxing gym because that's what they have. Like you see them in the yeah. back. So yeah, I guess I did notice that once or twice. Yeah. And um, no opening monologue, but there's that weird moment during suns are setting where he looks up at the mural of his brothers and like, I had to watch it a couple times to realize he was just thinking thoughts out loud, but not saying that there's like voiceover narration. <laughs> Where, but at first I was like, are the paintings talk? Is this like, is this Jean-Claude Van Damme lines from the last one that they pasted in? So I don't know if that counts as monologue, but there's brief internal yeah, monologue yeah. externalized. So yeah, I don't know. It's uh, a lot this of his just been the second, like, yeah, like they, opening they, like read off of whatever information exposition yeah, right exposition. off that like this is only the second one out of this is our ninth movie we've talked about so yeah seven of them have started with expository uh uh just yeah dialogue over top it's pretty funny <laughs> I kind of miss movies starting with like a little text scroll or whatever although a lot of the ones that happen now just like aren't pretty good. I guess maybe they're always never. Maybe it never was very good and just. I like it. I like cool a good piece a of text at the beginning of the movie to set yeah. something up. Nope had a good one last year where it's talking yeah, about true. like. I can't remember the quote. It was cool though, like about like seeing fucked up things or whatever. I can't remember. What hmm. it was. Well, uh, I don't know. I like it when it happens. I do I felt too. And you know what? I like Kickboxer too. I think we are about yeah. time to get to our ratings. Sure. Do you think so, guys? Sure. I mean, we haven't talked about like the whole movie. Yet. Okay, I, I guess I mean it just, just it just kind of climaxes with. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm not trying to. <laughs> I'm not trying to like keep Tim here too long talking about Kickboxer Two: Cohen, The Road Back. But <laughs> I'm having. A I'll good just time. say the final Fair. fight when they're dipping their hands in glass and they fight. It yeah, it's a ton of blood. Right off the cool bat, fight. he punches him in the face like three times. And there's no cuts at all. I was just like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> well, I when they're dip once they dip their hands in glass, that's all I want a movie to be. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, I'm yeah. just like, this yeah. movie is the best thing ever. And then they fight each other in <laughs> slow motion, and it just rules, man. And then of course the rock in the river comes back, and then they bring it back again. At the yeah. end, they needlessly. Yeah. They, there's a lot of callbacks the in this. Scene. Like the the very at the very beginning when he does the like kind of blindfolded, Corey like fight scene with that. That's the, the, the rock in the river. I don't know why it's called these. the rock in the river, but that's what he calls it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the water buffalo and the alligator and the yeah, the, the tiger the, the and the dragon. The, they reused the uh, the blind thing, blindfold thing, a couple times because like, in the fight he like his eye gets all messed yeah, up. He can't see, see or whatever. Yeah, I <laughs> like that. Like, the thinks, point of he view. He thinks about his dialogue from the beginning or whatever. <laughs> the point of view where everything's blurry, anyways. And, yeah. Man, it would have been funny if they just wouldn't have shown up. They're like, we're not going to come back and fight you, Tong Po. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. this. They they, they the cops call just the come police. arrest Tong yeah. Po. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. kicked ass. All right, yeah, I think it's a good idea to do the ratings. Um, do you want to explain them? 
Oh, well, yeah, Tim here on uh, yeah, what's the Across system? the Puniverse. We do a classic Siskel and Ebert style rating system. So give us your, your, your summation and a thumbs up or thumbs down. My summation, thumbs up, thumbs down. Did they ever give Wander? Um, yeah, I'd, I'd give it thumbs up for being entertaining. I enjoyed myself. Multi, I, I mean, you said you've watched it 50 times in your life or this year. Um, no, not this year, but in my life. <laughs> yeah, that would be insane. There would be something going on bad in your life, Ray, if, yeah. if you watched that 50 would, times yeah. this year. I would definitely be in a coma and this would be a dream if that, that was... The, yeah. One time I watched Home Alone every day between Thanksgiving and Christmas that's cool. as an nice. adult i it was a fun <laughs> meditative uh you know uh noticing things but yeah anyways i mean thumbs up you know for entertainment value for, for concision i guess i don't know uh you know i'm not as much of a student of uh pune's other works or you were missing the monologue or the exposition but i liked how you know the song with the lyrics and the photo montage like everything you needed to you didn't need to have watched kickboxer plain yeah to to know what was going on in this one because of some economy that was used uh, in exposition or uh, putting it in a well-placed moments uh you know as i mentioned i did not expect to become so introspective about my profession while watching like that's the biggest surprise takeaway and uh um you know, again, for, for it to at least culminate in, uh, you know, that small moment where the, uh, you know, kind of not necessarily lazy, but, you know, the physical therapist, I'm here to train you, but you're supposed to believe that I'm wise. He actually kind of says a really honest thing that, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it motives wise allowed, uh, David to buy in or make his final decision, but I think that's really important for teachers. So there's that, but yeah, the soundtrack kicks ass that, uh, you know, I had a blast, uh, you know, j- just with all the weird choices, like we said, it's the, the slow motion. If like for a second, I said like, okay, this must be, they didn't get enough good choreography on, you know, <laughs> on, on the reel to, yeah, yeah. to really flesh it out, but it made it dreamy and, weird in a way that yeah. uh, you know i kind of wish i had just watched it instead at like 2 a.m bleary eyed instead of uh right. n- normal people hours because it 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 kicks into overdrive when you get those uh you know weird b-movie decisions like that so yeah it's uh yeah, yeah, I, cool. I approve hell yes well i'm just gonna go ahead and jump in yeah, go I'm, for it yeah. i'm gonna give yeah. this an enthusiastic thumbs up this is not only my favorite movie that we've covered I think it's Pune's masterpiece, and I think it is one of my all-time... I would put this in my top 50 favorite movies of all time. It's just... It tr- I'm glad you said 50. If you said 10, I was going to kill you. No, 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 no. But top 50, I think maybe top 100, but this is truly the movie that Barton Fink is assigned to write in the movie Barton Fink. I love that theory. That's a great theory. Like, <laughs> this is just like, it's like everything you need out of this kind of movie done kind of weirdly, and I just think it's perfect. I I love every minute of this. I own it. I'm the one person here that owns this movie yeah. on Apple TV. I can watch it anytime. <laughs> Is this movie on Blu-ray? 
I don't. There's not a good Blu-ray of it, but once oh, there okay. is, baby, I'll be getting it. You're the one I mean, that has that. But there's two of us on this call that have the Blu-ray of John Carpenter's Elvis. Did did I hear that correctly <laughs> earlier? Yeah. Oh, I do. Yeah, for okay. sure. Okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. High, yeah, yeah. high five. <laughs> All right. But, yeah. You own Kickboxer too. <laughs> So thumbs up for you, Mm -hmm. Ray. Absolutely. Thumbs up. Thumbs Um, up. Cool. I guess, I guess I'll go. Uh, Yeah, I, this is definitely a really fun one. And I, I still think the beginning is maybe a little too, I don't want to say too slow, but it, it kind of takes a little bit for it to, to get into the, the stuff that I really like. Basically by the time the fights start happening, that first fight, it gets, it's really just moving along and, and yeah, like Brian said earlier, this one doesn't really have the 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 middle slump that a lot of his movies kind of suffer from. And just kind of once it gets going, it just, yeah, it has a lot of momentum. And I love, like I said, how cold <laughs> he shot L.A. in this yeah. movie and just like those, the 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 bad guy dojo or whatever. Uh, and yeah, the the all the fight scenes are insane and very dreamlike, which is appealing to me. I love when stuff is like kind of hazy like that. And yeah, lots of blood. It, anytime you glue glass to your hands, I mean, I'm going to love that. Oh yeah. That this needs to be, yeah. <laughs> you know, any, any fighting movie, just do, do, do some more of that. Wonderfully is it actually uh, the hot shots way? part do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. It is. Yeah. I have no idea if it's the actual ancient way, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no idea. But. I mean, when they're going to do that to make Tong Po look like that, you can't really trust too much of what goes on in these movies. <laughs> yeah. What is the actual? Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is this one's definitely a thumbs up for me. It's it's great. It's definitely in the upper half of the pun uh, the pun stuff for me. I think still it doesn't beat out. I I, th- I think at this point, Radioactive Dreams is still pretty high up for me. I think that might be my favorite still so far. Uh, just thinking about them. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe eventually we can do an episode where we do like an in summation of the season, and yeah. you know, or t- do something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we'll figure something out later. like that. Uh, yeah, maybe we could rank them all or something. Uh, do a tier list. Mm. Yeah, uh, we can yeah. each do we can each rank them or whatever. Yeah, we'll do an good. elaborate tier list. It's very visual that the listeners will not be able to we'll parse at all. It'll be the worst episode yet of Across. The <laughs> yeah. yeah, Brian, what's your rating of this movie? I think it will come as no surprise to anyone that I'm giving this one a thumbs up. I'd be uh, mad if you didn't. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> this movie is great. Uh, I also I'm going to say it's not my like top. It's probably like number four for me or something like that. Um, I, yeah. would, I would go like Dollman and Nemesis and probably Cyborg, Cyborg or Cyborg or Radioactive Dreams. I don't know. It's they're they're I'm full. I feel like fully pune pilled at this point. Uh, yeah, yeah. And like, liking uh, it all. Yeah, we gotta watch Nights. I feel like yeah, it's we gotta watch rock. Nights. We I think we watch Vicious Lips. Too. Mean I mean, Guns. It's, it's, and Mean Guns. That's yeah. the other one that oh, I really yeah, yeah. want to watch. And yet to come that are not on our list. Brain yeah. Smasher, the movie you made with Dice Clay, but we Dude, are doing yeah, that's, that's next. That's going to be I have next true. Week, I haven't yeah. seen that movie, so I'm looking forward oh, to it. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Am I the only one that's watched that one? I haven't seen Brain Smasher either. Nice. So. I watch it. I don't really remember it much anymore, so <laughs> I guess we'll kind of be like watching it afresh. Hell yeah. Uh, talking about that next week. But yeah, I, back to Kickboxer 2. Uh, 
I watched part of, most of the first one, and I and when I watched this before, this is the second time I've seen Kickboxer too. When I watched it before, I also rewatched the first one. I'm gonna say that this is actually better than the first one, uh, and for probably somewhat non intentional reasons, I guess. Uh, like the lighting is just awesome through the, yes. throughout the whole movie, and like people like we've harped on a couple times, the interior shots are just like kind of strange. Like there's hazy outside edges inside the uh when they're in like the arena with the the boxing mm-hmm. square <laughs> whatever <laughs> the ring <laughs> the ring yeah the boxing square call yeah. it the no, opposite of what called. it is there we go <laughs> the boxing square yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah there's just like weird dream imagery in here that's yeah. just like kind of unexpected and i don't think it they set out to do it that way but it like ended up being really cool well, the first was, movie is shot a, on location in Thailand, so right, it has yeah, like yeah. kind of a different flavor to it. You it does, know, very much. And it was so. made by Mark DeSalle, who only he's a producer and a writer, but the only other directing credit he has is the Perfect Weapon with Jeff Speakman. And this is, you know, Pune is an artist. You know, he shot it yeah. like a neo noir film. There's I feel like it really like, shows. This movie really shows the artistry of like what he does. I agree. Uh, prob- maybe better than any other movie except for like Cyborg or something. Uh, they're Probably neck and neck uh, yeah. in terms of just like the camera work is just really good. Or Nemesis, uh, I would say too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. The shot it's when hard. he's going down this to is the floor, Nemesis is like yeah. just a great visual shot. Also, just that like cool western sh- scene with the floating head and in, in uh, Dollman. That yeah. like yeah. I mean, th- there's just some like fantastic shots in his movies, uh, <laughs> but this one is right up there with them, uh, and. There's weird. It's got all like the fucking pune hallmarks, weird kid logic, bad music, cool songs, but like you know, it's like a <laughs> yeah, free use like like ridiculous. Uh, truly, if he had like, like he the scores of like fucking Captain John America and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say if he if he was like you know as up there with John Carpenter in terms right. of like how he scored his movies, I think he would be a lot. Like better remembered uh, overall. Hell yeah! As, as a refresher um, for this, I didn't go back and watch the original Kickboxer, but saw a, a supercut on YouTube of Stan Bush's nice. "Never Surrender" from <laughs> you Stan, know Stan Bush rules. Yeah, just sort of uh, you know cut through the main beats of that. I was like, all right, yeah, all right, I remember. Yeah. Stan so. Bush's "You've Got the Touch," right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah. Hell yeah. Well, that the the old Transformers cartoon was a big one for me when I was a kid. Oh yeah, uh, very formative for me. You know, I didn't even know. Okay, I I was not a big Transformers fan, but I I love Boogie Nights and like. My <laughs> oh friend, yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. friend revealed to me that that was because I just like assumed that that was written for the movie Boogie Nights. <laughs> yeah. So like, no, it's like a real song. It's in the Transformers movie. I was like, yeah, Are you the old me? cartoon movie. It's really. Yeah. I mean, like, it's probably not that good. Like if I were to watch it now, never having seen it, but like I saw it as a kid, and I I used to collect the Transformers Boogie Nights. Toys oh, and I, oh no, well, not yeah. <laughs> no, Boogie Nights. I, I saw me, Boogie Nights when I was pretty young, probably. Yeah, I mean, like seventh like grade. Movie, that was a big, around. you know, probably yeah. one of my first cinema. T- yeah, yeah. You know, me type too. Movies. Yeah. We're probably all about the same age. I'm 38. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think I was about seventh grade when Boogie Nights came out, yeah. and yeah, it's fucking mind blowing, man. It's a good movie. Yeah. 
But basically, like all the Transformers guys that you like watch as a cartoon or whatever, just like die in like the first like ten minutes. Yeah, dude. And then Orson Wells. That was the first time I'd ever seen anything like that in a movie. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, yeah, Kickboxer four, four thumbs up. uh, Two, Kickboxer two, (laughs) four thumbs up. Kickboxer four may not get as many thumbs up. Maybe it'll get two thumbs up. Who knows if we ever do that one? If it's anything, I mean, I know we're all just like picking like stuff that is. Like, uh, I guess his quote unquote better stuff, but we have, I think only given two movies have not gotten a perfect yeah. score. <laughs> I've given nothing a thumbs down at all. Same. You've given a thumbs yeah. up to every single movie. Same, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I'm one of the lone thumbs downs. I gave it to Captain America. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we'll see you when we watch, uh, uh, Brain Smasher next time. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a I'm not a fan of dice, so yeah. we'll see what happens. Don't Tim, what do you got to plug for us? We haven't talked about music at all. Let's talk about music for about one minute at the end of the podcast here. Yeah, um, <laughs> Have a Nice Life has some live stuff coming up, along with uh, I play organ in the Giles Corey live band. You know the. The Enemies List house band that's, you know, basically the whole Have a Nice Life live band. It's, we just do all of each other's uh, stuff. So um, we've got live dates that we're going to see each other at, uh, some of them uh, coming up soon. Uh, Some things that haven't been announced that I can't talk about yet or haven't been. This isn't going to come out for a couple months, but yeah. Yeah, who knows what happens. You'd probably get away with like some stuff, but. Yeah. Um consumer uh my other band uh you know melvin's devo by way of reading the financial times or whatever uh, we've tracked <laughs> yeah. uh we've tracked Check a new f- consolidate this on yeah the Flenser. yeah consolidate our loans <laughs> on Flenser. uh we've tracked a new full-length album uh oh, we're just yeah. uh slowly you know balancing the live show rehearsal thing and uh doing the overdubs to finish that up and uh yeah it's been a minute since the doctor video account has been active but on youtube if you look at see doctor video or uh we haven't done a live stream on twitch recently but that's uh me and cody Castigian, the enemies list uh house visual projector guy um making a weird acid house animation movies on the internet Hell yeah so. sounds awesome yeah it's pretty cool fucking a I recommend people listeners check it out yeah. thanks for coming on the show yeah thanks again yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome to talk about a weird movie i hope uh you got a kick out of yeah. uh kickboxer too. yeah no like i said it was as a pun but it was uh <laughs> unexpectedly poignant for me in terms of making me uh <laughs> think about what i do <laughs> professionally hey, well, uh, you brought day. your expertise to this in a way that nobody else has so we are yeah, true. That, was really, that was a lot of fun well until next time keep watching the skies <laughs> we don't have a sign so we go Bye. across the universe <laughs> puniverse across, 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 across the puniverse, puniverse.